0: You are listening to the Cherished Companions podcast. I'm Caitlin and I help you and your animals live the best life together. I use a mixture of modern training and holistic natural methods. On this podcast, we will talk everything animals and how we can consider our pet's body, mind, and soul. to look at our pets holistically and to treat behavioral issues with natural healing, products and methods. This podcast is all about sharing our love and appreciation for the animals in our life. Welcome. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to make your dog or your cat smarter. So the main thing that you need to know is that training and socialization are the two things that will increase your dog or your cat's intelligence. And These are often things that people think to do for their dogs when they're puppies. They take them to the regular obedience classes. As they're a puppy, they learn their basic skills and then that's it. And they take them around when they're puppies, socialize them in different people, different environments to different things. And then they kind of stop once they hit a year old or so. Then they just stick with their routine. And this may be fine. But if you want to have your dog or your cat at maximum potential, living their best life and being as happy and as healthy as they can be, a lot of diseases and illnesses and problems in dogs and cats can be traced back to stress, just as it can be in humans. And a happy, healthy animal is not a stressed animal. When an animal is using their brain and exercising physically and mentally, they will be healthier and happier, live longer, bond with you better. So these are all reasons why you would want to make your dog or your cat smarter. So I feel just bringing an animal, sharing my life with an animal, animal, bringing an animal into my world, into my home, and me deciding that I'm going to look after this animal It is my responsibility to ensure that this animal has the best life they can possibly have. So I do that all that I can to ensure that they have this. And as I go and learn more, I find more and more ways that I can do this and my animals lives increase and improve more and more. So I think that Exercise exercising our animals' minds, making them as smart as they can be. Just like we would send our kids to school, and we want our kids to grow and learn and to always be learning, and we are always learning as an adult, and we're just always continuing growing. Our animals deserve the same, especially when we take them on and take them into our life. It's something that we have to provide for them. They can't do it on their own. So, How can we make our dog or our cat smarter? As I said, it doesn't stop as at a puppy or as a kitten. You don't stop socializing your cat. And yes, cats can be trained and cats enjoy training and they enjoy learning. It's a little bit different than a dog, but the foundations are basically the same. So for these suggestions that I'm going to give you to make your dog or your cat smarter, you need to know that you need to start with a solid foundation of training. So your dog needs to, maybe these are for older or more advanced dogs, dogs that have their sit and their stay and their weight commands and they're polite, they have their manners and they don't jump and they listen to you and they're attentive to you. So their their foundations in training are complete and they're. They're good to go, they are they know how to listen and they're these are the next step after the basic obedience. And for cats, you may not need to have those sit and those stay, but cats are often, when you have rewards and treats, they're grabby and they want to kind of grab the food out of your hand. You have to train them not to do that, so there might be some basics but I'm not going to be talking now about the basics. If you feel that you need your dog or your cat to learn those basics before they're able to do these next steps that I'm going to be listing, then I have some other resources for that. And you can just send me a message and I'll send them to you. You find me on Instagram or wherever and Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and I'll reply to you there or my website. Just send me a message through there. So As I said, as a puppy we all know that we should take our dogs to obedience classes. But once you've taken your dog to obedience classes and courses, you can increase their intelligence with continued training. And cats, they don't have those classes, they don't have the kind of formal situation that dogs do, but right as a kitten you can start giving them training and training games and work on them work with them and just increase your bond with them and they'll listen to you so why do you want to do this i've already given some reasons why but for the most part is to defeat boredom when you defeat boredom when your dog or your cat isn't bored behavioral issues will disappear And their health, their happiness will increase. You will increase your pet's confidence. You will strengthen the bond between the two of you. You will be working together as a team. These games are kind of teamwork, team building, team games. And your animal will see you as as one of them. As they'll see the love and they'll feel the love. And sometimes that's all they really want. To spend time with us. And at the same time, they're learning and growing. So, as with all training, you will be using treats for all of these games. So what I like to do, I don't buy training treats. So I feed my dogs and my cats raw food so they don't eat kibble. So I buy big bags of kibble and I use the little pellets, the little kibble, for training. And that works really well because they, they, they don't eat the kibble on a regular basis. They get the raw food. So something different they don't need a special treat if it's a fear issue or something that's really hard that I'm working through with them then I'll get some special liver treats or something but just for basic games and basic training just a little piece of kibble or something will work great So you're going to need that. Treats are motivators and rewards to let your pet know that they are doing the right thing. They're on the right track. It's kind of just communicating with them that, yes, this is what I want you to do. Great job. Keep doing it. So the first step is to find a reward or a treat that your dog or your cat loves or something that you can use where you don't feel like you're making your pet um, eat too much, gain weight, Something that you feel comfortable giving and that your dog or your cat loves. So now I'm just going to go into some of the games. I'm going to call these all games. Train, kind of training games but, and bonding games. Games that you can do with your pet to increase their intelligence. The first one that I'm going to talk about is sniffing games. So there's kind of a bunch of different games that can be put into the category of sniffing games. The first one is... There's sniff pockets or pocket mats. You can buy these online. They have a bunch on Etsy and I actually made my own. I have a YouTube video about how I did that. You can find that on my YouTube channel. I'll leave a link to that in the notes on this podcast. But so basically it's just a mat with pockets sewn into it and you put treats inside the pockets. If you know On Christmas, those advent calendars where you get a chocolate every day, it's basically that. And your dog or your cat has to stick their paws in the pockets and pull out treats. Some pockets will have treats and some won't. It's sometimes called a sniff mat or a pocket mat. And that's basically it. You put it on the ground, lay it flat, or you hang it up on the wall. So you can have it horizontal or vertical. They're pretty much just using their nose and their paws to get the treat out. There's also a little harder game is the shell or cup game. So we've all seen these games where you have one object under one cup or shell and then there's three cups in a row and the person switches them around mixes them up and then says guess which one has the object and you have to point to one and they lift it up and it's there or not. So this is pretty much exactly what you're doing. Start with your dog's, one of your dog's favorite treats, show it to your dog, get your dog's or cat's attention, show them the treat, then show you putting the treat under the cup. So you're going to have to use the wait and the stay command. So they're just watching you and they're not trying to get the treat and then mix it up. Switch the cups around and then use the release command, okay, go or find it or whatever you want to use and let your dog or cat sniff out the treat. Most likely they're not going to be remembering, watching visually, some dogs will, some cats will, but they'll most likely be using their nose and then have a way that they can let you know that this is the one. So either a touch command, use touch with the nose or touch with the paw or just kind of watch your animal's eyes and when their eyes land on one cup, lift it up. So it's kind of a trial and error and again you're going to have to teach these games to your pet and it takes sometimes a few tries and a few days or weeks to get the game going but if you repeatedly do these games and your pet will really get to enjoy them and learn them and really love them they're not going to pick it up right away the first few times might be messy and this is going to be with all the games just as if when you were first training your dog to sit or lay down or potty training it doesn't happen just right away you can't pick it up and that's it It takes a bit. It takes a bit. And these games are all the same way. But again, that's your dog learning and growing and increasing intelligence. And then once they know the game, they'll even have more fun doing it with you. And it, again, is increasing their intelligence and growing, just doing the game and having fun with the game once they know it. You can also change the difficulty in this the shell game or the cup game depending on how much you move the cups, how quickly you move them, how many cups you have. You might want to start with just two cups. Or maybe you have different shaped cups so they can kind of tell the difference. They're not all identical cups. So figure it out, trial and error. Start really easy and then increase difficulty. Another great Um, way to increase your dog's or your cat's intelligence are puzzle toys. So these are a lot simpler. Your involvement really isn't needed except just to set it up and then you place it on the ground and you can walk away. This is probably the easiest way if you don't have much time or they're great when you're going out of the house and you're leaving and you want to make sure that your pet isn't anxious about you leaving. You can give them this puzzle toy These are like ready-made toys, there are tons on Amazon, they're often in pet stores, they're kind of treat dispenser type toys where your dog or your cat has to slide or push or pull or open, flip over, do something like that to get the treat. So you set them up, set up the puzzles, and then put them down on the ground and let your animal go at it. So those are some really great options. There are so many different kinds. You can buy a variety of them, switch them up, use a different one every day. It's something easy that you can do. I give these toys, puzzle toys, to my cats right before I go to bed. So they know they get kind of like their midnight snack, I call it, even though it's usually not midnight, it's usually earlier. But they'll get their little late night snack in a puzzle and I'll go to bed and they'll just Pretty much sleep after that because they worked. They work, fifteen twenty minutes. Twenty minutes would be on a really hard one. Five, let's say five to ten, maybe fifteen minutes on these puzzles that I give them before bed, and then they're tired and they want to go to bed. One of the off complaints that people often have is that their cats won't let them sleep or run around at night or they're too active at night. And giving them this activity right before bed. They will most likely sleep the night if they're also doing other things throughout the day. But this is just one of the things that I do for them during the day. It just happens to be right before bed. And they expect it. They love it. They know it's coming around 10 o'clock. They always kind of get active and look around like, where's my, where's my puzzle? (laughs) Sometimes they have to wait a bit, but they know it's coming and they really enjoy it and they really love it. And they also, it also signifies to them that, okay, it's, it's nighttime. It's bedtime. The house is now quiet after I get my puzzle. And, um, and so another game is kind of agility courses, do it yourself, agility courses. You don't need to go to a out or pay or rent a space or use fancy equipments. You can make an obstacle course in your house with pillows, cushions, chairs, low tables, be creative, use boxes, whatever you have around. You can do it outside, inside, just any sort of little obstacle course that forces your dog to concentrate on the task at hand. So this will help increase obedience and once your dog increases, like your dog has to watch you and listen to you so agility you're instructing the dog where to go and what to go through so if you have a pillow you want them to jump over and then you want them to go under a table you're guiding your dog through so your dog has to look at you and listen to you and you're treating your dog throughout the whole time each little step that they make you're rewarding them yes that's right I want you to do that so it can be things like jump up on the chair go under the table sit on the pillow roll over um, jump up on the couch things like that you can make all little obstacles this is a really fun one for kids it's almost like building a little tent fort you're taking the pillows out the making little things out of furniture and then instructing guiding your dog through this little obstacle course so you can get really creative with that you can involve the whole family with that And then, once your dog masters the course, you can challenge him even more by changing the course up and then guiding him through, changing the steps, changing the process. So another game that you can play is hide and seek. So this is just your regular hide and seek. First, your dog needs to know the command, stay. So you tell your dog, stay, and then you go in another room. Or you have two people, you have someone holding your dog back and someone going to hide. So tell your dog to sit, stay, find a hiding place and call your dog. When your dog finds you, give your dog praise and a treat, a reward, whatever that may be. Maybe a quick little game, a tug or whatever rewards your dog. Another game that you can play is stack the rings. So this is that that baby toy where you have the peg and you put the rings on top of each other. Yes, dogs can learn this. This is a tough game, though, and it does take a while. I wouldn't recommend this game for cats. I don't think cats can learn it, but it's a great dog one. Um, it's important to find the wooden rings, not the plastic rings. The wooden rings, just because your dog's going to be biting into it, it's just easier. Wooden rings with natural dyes. So the, the rings will kind of last. They won't puncture the rings. So first, to start reward or treating your dog when your dog picks up a ring. So you're kind of breaking this game down into steps. This is how you're going to teach your dog to do this game. So reward when your dog picks up a ring. Then reward when your dog moves it closer to the stick. Then continue to shape your dog by rewarding your dog as she touches the ring to the stick. Then tries to maneuver the ring on top of the stick. So you're just slowly building building it up and shaping the behavior, and it will take a few sessions, it will take a few times, but once your dog gets it, your dog will really enjoy it and want to always stack rings. So you don't need to have the rings in the order, they can kind of stack them however they want, you don't have to be exact as long as they're getting the ring on top of the stick. So just slowly building up and guiding your dog and rewarding your dog for every little step and your dog will figure it out after a few sessions. You can also change this once your dog masters it by putting the stick vertically on the wall or something instead of horizontally. So that's just a different maneuver, a different way. Your dog will pick it the second way up quicker because they already know that they need to lift the ring up and put it on top of the stick but now they're just putting it on top in a different direction, which challenges them a bit. You can also put the rings in a different room, so your dog runs back and forth to collect rings and put them on the sticks. So there's different kind of varieties or varieties to this game. Once your dog masters the game, it's not completely over. You can still add and change and challenge your dog with different ways. Another fun game is pick up or drop off or I like to call clean up. So pretty much you're getting your dog or your cat to pick something up and move it to another spot. That's it. So pick up, put things in baskets, put things in containers, kind of like cleaning up. But um, you can scatter a bunch of toys on the floor and get your dog to pick every toy up and put it into a basket. Again, rewarding your dog, gradually building up the steps. You have to kind of have, for these games, a little bit of foundation in how to train, which is easy to get and they're easy enough to learn. I can make some videos on these games to show you a bit more. If you're interested in that, just let me know. And another fun thing to do is to give toys names. So you could say, if they have stuffed turtle, you can say, pick up turtle, and then they'll go to turtle, put turtle in their mouth, and then you can say, clean up turtle, and they'll put turtle in a basket, and then you can say, so each of their toys will have their own name, and yes, they can learn the names of their toys. That's another game, the name game, so teaching specific names to specific toys, and then sending your dog or your pet, your cat, to get that particular toy. So first, of course, you need to teach the names of the toys. And when how to do that when you're playing, just always label. Label toys every time you have your dog naturally goes to pick up a toy or play with a toy, give that toy a name and stick to it and just label, always label. And over time your dog will come to associate that toy with the name. And then you can start to say go get turtle or whatever names you have chosen. So another game is a treasure hunt or find it game. This is one of my dog's favorites. So you put your dog or your cat in a sit stay and then you hide a treat or a favorite toy somewhere. First start somewhere obvious and then give your dog the release cue or the go find it or the okay go and then have your pet find the toy and then reward them. Increase the difficulty as you go along so you start somewhere obvious And then you can start hiding it in behind corners or under things or over things or inside of things. Hide it at different levels, go higher, go lower to the ground, put it on the chair, put it low under the table. So you can increase difficulty as you go along. One fun thing to do is to have one toy, one special toy that is only used for this game this hide-it game, so they'll, when that toy comes out, they'll know exactly what they're playing. Another game is kind of a box game. You can set up 10 or so different cardboard boxes of different sizes and different shapes, and then without your pet scene, place a, to- a reward, a treat, in one of only one of the boxes, and that, then let your pet investigate all of the boxes. And then reward your dog with more treats when your dog finds the treat inside the boxes. So you can have open boxes, closed boxes, flat boxes, big boxes, small boxes, different shaped boxes with different openings, just a whole collection of different boxes. And just hide a treat in the box or hide a toy in the box and then reward when they find it. And again, you can switch it up. play again, put it under a different box, however many boxes you want. You can start really easy and just do two boxes, or you can go to 20 boxes, whatever you want, whatever your pet needs at that time. Another game is kind of like um, red light, green light for kids. So you would just get your, this is great for dogs that get really excited and kind of overly excited when they're playing because it really works on their impulse control and it reminds them that they need to pay attention to you no matter how much fun they are having so these this is great for dogs that just play with other dogs and they get really almost it seems violent but they're not getting violent they're just getting overly excited and then you want to be able to say their name and have them stop right away so this is like stop go red light green light so have them play maybe take a tug toy or get something that they really enjoy a game and then you're going to say stop or red or whatever word you want to say and you're going to stop playing right away and then kind of become like stone like still your dog will go what is happening and then go go or green and continue playing and then stop so you're kind of doing it and your dog will eventually pick up that they need to do it as well and reward them, of course, when they are doing it. And then you can start, you don't have to be playing with them. You can have them playing with someone else or with, by themselves with a toy. And you can say red light, green light, stop, and go. While they're playing, you just need to give the commands and you can just sit there. You don't actually have to be doing it. But that's an end goal. And then another game is hot and cold. So you can kind of do this. You you just need to sit on sit down and let your dog kind of play. And all you have to do is say hot and cold and toss treats. So it's really great for dogs who don't get frustrated too easily if your dog is or a cat is someone that gets frustrated easily then you don't want them to do do that. So all, you, all you're really doing is think of an activity that your pet could do, like um, jump up on the chair. So that's an activity you're going to want your pet to do. And you're going to get your pet, so let your pet know that you're playing, and then you're going to say, when your pet gets close to the chair, hot, 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 hot. And when they move farther from the chair, cold, 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 cold. And then once they get on the chair, then you have a party. Celebrate, yay, give them treats, give them rewards. So they're kind of trying to figure out what you want them to do. So it might take a while or a few kind of sessions of this game for your pet to really realize. At first, I would always pick the same activity. So I would always pick jump up on the chair or jump up on whatever or lay down on the mat. Maybe an activity that you know that your dog or your cat already naturally does. So um, if they, let's use lay down on their bed for an example. You're going to sit down on the floor, on a chair, on the couch. You're going to have a bunch of treats with you. And you're going to look at your dog and you're going to give the command that we are playing this game. So give the game a name. It could be, I don't know, hot and cold something simple and then get your dog to move around do something you can help if you have someone else there that can engage your dog and give your dogs that just yell cold 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 when they're not near the bed and as they slowly naturally move their way closer to the bed you go hot give them a treat 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 you just toss them a treat and as they get closer to what you want them to do, give more treats, say, just as if you were saying hot, playing hot and cold with a child, it's pretty much exactly the same thing. So you're kind of shaping an action, you're shaping the action that you want them to do by saying hot and cold and by rewarding or not rewarding, but you have to come up with that action before you start, of course. So there you have it, those are some brain games some games that you can do to get your dog or your cat smarter to increase their intelligence to reduce boredom to reduce behavioral issues that you don't like anymore and they're really great also on rainy days cold days days you don't feel like going outside and they can provide some variety to your dog's regular routine So I hope you enjoyed those and I'll see you next time. I want to start bringing other pet owners and pet lovers and pet parents onto the podcast. And I want you to share just a kind of fun or silly lovable story about your pet. It can be anything at all, anything that you want to share that just kind of expresses our love for animals and the pets in our lives. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Cherished Companions podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please find me on Instagram as Cherished Companions. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to come on the podcast to share your animal story, find my contact information in the show notes. All links will be in the show notes or just head over to www.cherishedcompanions.org for quick access to all our social media and contact information. Thanks again for listening and join me next week. Now, get out of here and spend some time with the animals you love. Bye!